What is up, podcast community? My name is Cam King. This is Three Questions Podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or I think we're also on Amazon. I really appreciate it. Um, this is going to be episode number 44. Three things that we're going to talk about today. I just wrote these questions down. No guests today, unfortunately, but I have a lot more coming up. So if you'd like to be a guest, you can go to ckcollective.co. And under the podcast tab, you can find a time to book a time with me and find all of our episodes, directories, all of that stuff. So three questions we're going to talk about today. Number one, what is the deal with fasting and what do I need to know about it? Number two, what is the best way to focus? And number three, if you are stuck on a plateau or in a rut, what is the best way to get out of it? So right after the intro, I'll hop right into it. Okay, cool. So welcome back again, three questions podcast episode number 44. I just listed off the three questions, few admin updates and notes. I was putting all of the three questions podcast YouTube videos on my personal YouTube channel. I've now created a separate one for only three questions podcast. You can also find us on Instagram for one minute clips and under on reels. That is just at underscore three questions podcast. So go follow us there. Really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, most of these episodes are now going to be focused on having guests. I've done a lot of individual ones, and I'm probably going to dial it back to doing one max two episodes a week. So I really want to space out the content that I am putting out. I feel like I make a bunch of it, and then I post it really quick, and then it kind of burns out. So I'm going to pace it out to have a, a longer lifespan here, give myself some breathing room to create new content. And I really appreciate everyone listening. We've been listened to on all seven continents, which is pretty cool and a lot more to come. So a lot of really cool guests that I've been speaking to offline and you'll hear more from them. I think they have even greater wins, uh, insight than I could ever share. So I'm looking forward to that as well, but let's get into question number one. Okay. Question number one, what is the deal with fasting and what do I need to know? All right. So do not take this as medical or scientific knowledge, but here are all the things that I've learned from my time in medical school and also for just internet research purposes. I tend to consume a lot of content. My girlfriend hates that, but that's another story. So fasting, you need to understand how your body works. I think everyone should get a base knowledge of understanding of anatomy and physiology. And here's what I know about fasting. Fasting is a great way to balance your insulin levels, help you lose weight, and begin a process called autophagy. And autophagy, autophagy, excuse me, is the reconstructing of old cellular parts. So it's cellular recycling, if we can think about it that way. And your body consumes different sources of fuel in different ways. Your body prefers carbohydrates, to which your body can only hold 200 grams of carbohydrates at any given time average size human being about and then your body turns to fat as a fuel source third it turns to protein as a fuel source lastly it turns to dna and if your body's burning dna you're on the cusp of death so that's not a, that's that's a bad thing when your body is breaking down protein for a fuel source you can get into a process called rhabdomyolysis which is just where your kidneys are over processing protein and they basically shut down because it doesn't know what to do with it that can also lead to death and serious, serious injuries. Rhabdo is no joke. The key with fasting is if you're trying to lose weight, you can 
consume carbohydrates, you can consume fats, you can consume a normal diet. Again, stay away from processed foods. That's just bad in general. But your body primarily consumes carbohydrates and it uses that uses that for energy. If you're over consuming carbohydrates, whether that's bread or rice or yams or quinoa or snacks, chocolate, even simple sugars, your body can use that within a 60 minute to 120 minute window for exercise. So eating before a workout can be really good. Eating before a run can be really good, especially carbs. You want those quick carbs that are easily broken down by your body and used for energy. Where people go wrong, especially in the Western diets, is people will overconsume carbohydrates. And what does your body do when you overconsume carbohydrates? It turns it into fat, right? It puts it into storage and says, hey, we don't need this right now. We're not using this right now. We're burning things just fine. Put this into storage in case we get into a situation later. That is your biology at work. With fasting, you your goal should be to switch from a carbohydrate as a fuel source to fat as a fuel source fat is like the kerosene whereas gasoline or lighter fluid could be thought of as carbs okay kerosene burns longer and slower okay than say lighter fluid so here's the deal when your body goes from switching from carbohydrates to fat this process is called keto or ketogenesis right and keto ketones your body produces ketones ketones are actually really good for your heart but this is the transference of your body going okay we don't have carbs we're going to go to the fat deposits in order to continue to burn fuel this if done repeatedly over time can be really good for your body number one because you go into ketogenesis which produces ketones which are good for your heart and you're burning fat simultaneously this time period kind of happens in the 12 to 24 hour window can take as long as 36 hours and i recommend that people do this no longer than 72 to 96 hours you can fast for a week you can fast for a whole month but if you want to fast consistently i recommend doing at least a 24 to 48 hour fast you have to consume a lot of salt and a lot of water while you're doing this and then you can go back to regularly eating your healthy meals and this will limit bloating it will reduce your insulin levels it will just balance your body out and you may be hangry for a while but after your body goes into ketosis you're going to feel more satiated and actually have more energy burning fat yields more energy than burning carbohydrates so um, I'm, I'm at about four minutes and 30 seconds and i could talk about this forever but that is pretty much what you need to know about fasting and if you do this regularly once a week a 24-hour fast like i do I tend to feel better over a long period of time and keep my weight more consistent as well. Give your body a break from consuming food as its primary function. We don't need to eat three times a day and it is good to take breaks because when your body when your body takes a break from processing food as its number one priority, it goes into repairing things. This is the autophagy part. It goes into repairing things like your liver, like your kidneys. You produce more brain cells when you're burning fat. All of these things are super important and I'm at my time limit for five minutes. So if you want to know more, ask more questions, you can reach out to me independently about that. I love talking about this stuff. All right. Number two, question number two, what is the best way to focus? So I've been dealing with, mm, I'll say a little bit extra time on my hands right now. And when I have a little bit of extra time, I tend to procrastinate more, which is a shame because I still feel like even when I am procrastinating, I'm still doing a lot of things. I'm just not doing it to the level that I, I feel like I should or I could be doing. And I think the best way to focus for me 
is if I am taking time to myself. Sometimes I don't have hours like I do right now to myself to work on side projects and put out podcasts, but oftentimes I'll have a couple minutes here and there. And one thing that I read recently was your your body will follow what your brain does, meaning if you set your brain to focus on something like a point on the wall or a point on the fence or a point wherever away from technology and you sit there for two minutes and you focus on a point with your eyes open, not moving, just listening and just dialing in that awareness, your body will eventually just relax and sort of close everything down and it will simply focus on that one spot. I actually did this this morning and then I came right back to being productive. I think that's one cool way that I think you could probably try as a little tool or tactic, but also, holy cow, get rid of your phone, stop sleeping with your phone, stop going everywhere with your phone and take time to yourself to just be unplugged and to let your brain actually sort of recalibrate to what it is that you're doing, what it is that you need to do that day. I think going on a walk in the morning for me is the best way to focus. I think not looking at my phone until I actually need to do something, right? Resisting the urge to check Instagram or check my emails or check how many likes or how many listens are on something. Reducing those mm, impulses is so key for your focus. And when you can get rid of those things, right, your focus will sharpen. I guarantee it. They're, ugh, man, in American society, we always, always think about, you know, we need to be busy and our schedules need to be full. And it's actually the time that we take to do nothing that we allow to really focus on what our priorities are. Okay. Instagram doesn't need to be looked at a hundred times a day. You don't need to respond to that text right away. You don't need to respond to that email right away. What are the most important things of your life? Okay. There's a old adage that talks about, you know, it was some old YouTube video. I forget what it's called now, but a science teacher basically stands up in front of the class with, you know, a, a mayonnaise jar. And then he has, I think, tennis balls, uh, marbles, sand, you know, a couple gallons of water and whatever else. And he says, okay, class, I want you to try and, you know, figure out how to fit all of these things into the bucket. And there's only one correct way to do it. And that's to put the biggest things in the bucket first, right? So first he puts the tennis balls in. Then I think he puts, I think he also had golf balls. Then he puts the golf balls in and then he puts the marbles in and then he puts the sand in and then he puts the water in. Any other way around that is completely incorrect. But if you think about that, that's kind of a metaphor for life. If you want to focus, you need to focus on the big things first and then work your way down like a reverse pyramid. Okay. So first things first, last things last. That's the best way to focus. So if you take a step back from your work, whatever it is that you're doing and you just go, okay, What's the biggest thing that I need to do today? Do those things first. You're going to have the most energy, the most focus, the most motivation, the most discipline, the most whatever first thing in the morning. Okay. This is how humans naturally are. This is why we typically used to hunt early in the morning. This is why people have really important things in the morning. And however you choose to do this, right? It's actually, um, I feel like I'm rambling today, but there's two methods, right? There's the farm boy method, and then there's a snowball method. The farm boy method is doing just that, what I described, doing the biggest things and the first things first as early as possible in the morning. The snowball method is really about having a, a momentum where you do one thing like brush your teeth and then you meditate and then you take a cold shower and then you take that next step and you gradually work your way to bigger things because you already have the success momentum going for you. Those are really two ways, whatever way you sort of prefer, think about it, marinate on it, 
and let me know what you think but that's really all i got for focus i'm struggling with that myself i am not perfect at it but i think when i i really kind of tap into that stuff i think those are the best ways to actually get stuff done okay matt 10 minutes so let's go on to question number three here question number three what would you do or recommend if you are feeling like you're stuck in a rut or on a plateau so for me i also feel like i'm in a little bit of a rut in a plateau right now i i've been kind of dealing with i'm dealing with an injury and a surgery that i had less than a month ago and i feel like it's causing me to be more sedentary or still in my life than i'm probably comfortable with right i have a very hard time staying still i have a very hard time with the stillness and i think that when i feel this way when i'm on a rut or a plateau I have to change my mindset and I have to do a lot of work to be okay with it. And I have to constantly tell myself, hey, I'm in this rut, I'm on this plateau for a reason. Obviously my decisions and my process has has got me here, right? And whether I'm thinking about any of the six pillars that I constantly talk about, that being physically, mentally, emotionally, academically, financially, and spiritually, if I feel like I'm, I'm stuck on a plateau or a rut there, it's because there's something I haven't learned yet to get me to the next thing. I haven't met the right person. I haven't had the right opportunity. I am not putting as much effort or focus. I'm not learning in that area. And that's why I feel stuck there. So I thought about this when I was writing this question and I realized that I have been consuming a lot of content and putting out a lot of stuff on my side projects, which I'm, I'm super stoked about. That gives me a lot of uh, uh, energy when I'm working on those things, but I haven't really been reading and I haven't really been the change that I wish to see for others in, in my own day-to-day practices. And what does that mean? It means that I'm not really giving back to others. I've been sorely focused on just myself and everything else. And I think that when you, put the focus on others and on helping others. Intrinsically, there's something that happens with the universe where it brings that back to you. It brings the right person back to you. It brings the right opportunity or, and it brings success and abundance of opportunities that you wouldn't have if you just focused on yourself. And I do think that there's a time to focus on yourself and whether I need to go and volunteer more or put myself out there a little more, um, I need to focus on, on others right now. And I, that's part of why I love this podcast. I don't do this podcast for fame. I do this to help my clients. I do this to help people that I I meet in my own network. And I do it for self-reflection purposes mostly. But I really think that right now, if you are feeling stuck in a rut or a plateau, number one, accept that there's something that you need to learn right now. Then think about what that is and just slow down, right? If you try to rush yourself out of a rut or a plateau, like think about a car tire stuck in the mud. What happens if you jam on the gas? Your car sinks down, doesn't it? So whether you need to stop, shut off the engine, go in the woods and find a stick or find something else to lift you up, you need to shift your path. You need to shift your thinking and you need to think about someone else, right? So think about someone else. Think about, you know, seek out a mentor, seek out a a parent or a friend, and then find some way to help those other people because you're not the only one with problems. You're not the only one stuck on a rut or stuck on a plateau, but trying to rush out of it will only bury you deeper in that rut or keep you on that plateau for longer. And there's no foolproof way to really get out of a rut, but I'll tell you what, if you keep going and you stay consistent on whatever it is that you're doing, you just might succeed. But if you quit 
and you stop on that side project or you stop doing a podcast or you stop making YouTube videos or you you stop doing whatever, I can guarantee you that you're going to fail. Okay. And that was a, a parceled quote from Seth Rogen, who I saw a clip about, and he, he talks about why people succeed and why people don't. And he said, I don't, I really don't know. He said, some people succeed simply because they never quit. And other people definitely don't succeed because they quit. And then it's just, it, I think about that. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So whatever it is that you're doing, try to stay consistent, try to stay disciplined, understand that success doesn't happen overnight. Think about Ian McKellen. Have you ever heard about Ian McKellen before he was like 65 years old? Of course not. But then all of a sudden he's Magneto. And then all of a sudden he's Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. And now he's one of the most famous people of earth. Okay. So whether you're trying to be an actor or you're trying to be an entrepreneur or a real estate mogul, understand that success does not happen overnight, but it's just, it is that consistency through the darkness and through the tough days that eventually will get you to where you want to go. And you, I guarantee you will be successful on some level as long as you don't quit. Okay. So stay positive and keep doing what you need to do. Again, if you want to reach out to me, send me an email info at cktechcollective.co. If you're listening, please find three questions podcast on Instagram. That is at underscore three questions podcast. And yeah, sign up to be a guest, submit more questions. I definitely need more questions. And if, uh, you know, you're having a tough time, just want to talk or need coaching or marketing help, reach out and check the tabs on my website it has all the information there, but really appreciate you guys listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you in the next one.